There he is. Hey, hey, hey Matt Warren. Yeah, pleasure to meet nice you. Nice to meet you. Are we? This place is beautiful. Hey, thank you. Appreciate it's that. Really, really nice. Thank you. Is uh, are we waiting on Christy too, or is it just uh, you and I? It's just me and you. She she was tied up on a, a call to get up here in time. I, no, that's okay. You she planned on, on it, but she said she'll come on the next little meeting. Okay. Well, I won't. I, if that's I'm, okay. Yeah, absolutely. That's just fine. You can uh, grab a seat there. I apologize. My, uh, Perfect. I'm still waiting on a, on a table. <laughs> so uh, we've been office. in really we've cool been, office. Though. Thank you. We've been in renovation modes for a few months now, and. Finally, get to that place where we're getting stuff dialed in. But what all have you renovated or, or, or tried to work on? And it, it's been um, goodness. I guess when it's all said and done, it'll be just about everything. Um, really? But uh, um, in, the, in, in the time we've been in here so far, um, gosh, we the main building we completely uh, resurfaced the main building, repaired stucco, painted. Wow. Um, some sections we've replaced all the windows and doors. Uh, one building we had to do an entirely new roof. We put in new plumbing off of a couple of the buildings. Wow. Um, so it's been. How long have you been in the building? We moved in here and, and started the renovations, I suppose, in, in May um, is when we kind of got things going. Wow. So yeah. you've done a ton. We've done a lot. <laughs> Nonstop. So, I thought you were going to say a few years. But no, it, yeah. We just got, just got in here in May. Yeah. Um, wow. And so on the HVAC side of things, um, we've had now three different companies. Okay. From the from the ones who did the initial inspection, and the individual who does the inspections for that company is a good guy and does a great job. Sure. But there was much to be desired on the other end of that as far as actual service and repairs. Um, and they sort of left us hanging on some things, and so we said, well, we'll move on to another one. Um, had a small company out and they were able to do a couple of things but recognized that this was kind of like beyond their mm. capabilities but they were you know they were recommended but it was like hey um, they're sure. just going to do it got another company we had been familiar with and they've been out a number of times have done some repairs but every time we felt like uh, you said it was repaired but it doesn't seem like it's repaired we'd have to bring them back out um and, I, and through that time... Service said, call after a service, service call. call. Service call after service call service call. And finally, I just, you know, one of the guys, I said, I said, I need you to come back. I need you to walk, walk me through every step of what you're doing. Mm-hmm. And... Um, and was, was that recently? It was fairly recently. Okay. Yeah, and he sort of begrudgingly kind of said, okay, you know. And, and I said, because something, something's not adding up here. And you're sure. telling me things that don't make sense. And I, I've got to better understand this. And then at that same time, we were saying, and we said that we wanted to get on a maintenance plan because mm-hmm. um, we need all these units out here to be serviced and we want to make sure everything's in good working order based off of the inspection we had. Well, they, they came out and finally, you know, sent a crew out to do the first of two uh, semi-annual maintenance visits. Okay. And uh, they had about six guys out here to do it all. And uh, I said, well, I suppose that's good. Um, but then they were done pretty quick. <laughs> and, uh, 15 minutes, in and out. <laughs> yeah. And I said, so you did this, this, and this? Oh, yeah, yeah, you're in good shape. Am I going to get a report on, like, any of that? Oh, yeah, we'll get it sent over to you. Because um, I said, I don't, know what your, I don't know what your process normally is, but I'd like to see a full 
sheet that says, you know, this unit we think is in good shape, right. this, 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 you know, yellow, red, green, whatever, no different than if I take my car in for service, they're going to tell me your brakes are, right. you know, two months out or whatever. And, just some and, feedback. Yeah, just exactly. Just take me a little bit. Because <laughs> I told them, I said, well, we've got, you know, we've got, I think, a total of 12 units um, of varying sizes gotcha. on this property. I said, and we're not in a spot where we can just, you know, if a unit goes out tomorrow, just, oh, okay, well, you know, we've right. got a plan for these things. Absolutely. Anticipate and make a long story short, I was skeptical, and um, and there were some repairs that they were going to need to follow up on, and uh, and I went and I checked some of the units after they left, and it was just it was like they didn't mm-hmm. they didn't do anything, and uh, units were dirty, filters were dirty, um, and I called them back, and you know they had I guess some excuses for why that could have been, and and uh, I said you guys need to get back out here and make it right, but in that time I just said. I said, I can't, I appreciate you trying to make it right. I said, but this leaves me in a spot where I don't want to be, I don't want to have a company that we feel like we got to go behind them and check the work. Right. I said, I want to know that we can just trust them to get, get the work done. And, sure. And uh, so I said, well, that's going to be it. And then that time, David Owens, who's out at Spiral, yeah. he, he said, man, you got to. He's been moving up up there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And he's one of my elders here and he sees our, he wow. oversees our youth. And, okay. And, um. I didn't realize he was an elder. I, yeah. I knew he was a parishioner, but I didn't know he was an elder. Yeah. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. So, uh, and I haven't had the opportunity to meet him yet. I, I've only been here about seven months. Okay. Loving yeah. it. Good. Learning a ton. Uh, but, and just a little bit about me. I know we. Yeah, I'm sorry. I just jumped right into it. As a, no, it's okay. And, and, and I want to learn a, you know, a little bit about you too. But yeah. uh, just to back up just a little bit, yeah. you know, I, I had a solar business prior to this. Did I was, I was okay. installing panels on houses and businesses. And okay. um, I realized that after getting the power bills from so many places to get to figure out how much solar they could put on the roof that over half the power bill is just heating and cooling the place. Yeah. Yeah. And there, there's a big opportunity that, Hey, instead of putting a hundred panels on your roof, what if we could put 80 and, you know, make sure your HVAC is working like it's supposed to, Sure. Yeah. <laughs> you know, are there building performance opportunities that you're just missing? Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> that absolutely. if those things are working overtime to try to keep up, you're just <laughs> draining right. all this money up. Exactly. So that was kind of what set me apart from the solar world. It, it was okay. I'm not. I don't really care how they go about saving energy and saving money. Yeah. If, if we can do it in multiple ways and not just try to maximize the amount of panels yeah. that you could buy. You know? Yeah, absolutely. So that's kind of how I got into the, where I'm at today. Um, yeah. Total Comfort just doesn't look at. Um, we're more than just changing filters. Yeah. Like, yeah. We're actually looking at the building performance as a whole and. Sure. Looking at power bills and things, and looking at the sure. budget, along with the building, yeah. that's really what sets us apart. But yeah, absolutely, um, and it, it's total comfort. It was a um, they've been around for forty seven years. Okay, um, I bread and butter. We started as a service company. Uh-huh. Um, a lot of folks that I run into out in the marketplace, there, there may be a equipment manufacturing company that has a little service side on the side, you know, that, yeah. to supplement to. Or they're a general contractor that has a service company on the side. To you know, once they put it in, then they got to maintain it, kind of thing. Right. We are independent. Started as a service company. Okay. Um, we aren't here to push equipment. Okay. We're here to push maintenance, doing it the right way, sure. so that yeah. it doesn't go out. Yeah. Um, you know, do the PM like it's supposed to be done, so that we don't get those service calls yep. at three in the morning or whatever. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so that's a little bit about how we're different. Um, okay. A lot of folks 
we see it all the time. They they sign up for a real cost-effective service agreement. Yeah. But when they look at the whole budget over the course of the year, they've had you know thousands in service calls and mm-hmm. major repairs. Right. So you have to add those two together to really know what you're spending on your owning and operating right. costs for your mechanical system. Yeah, absolutely. That so makes sense. Little deep model. Um, and, and also, one of the key things that I want to make sure that I stress is that in 1989, they uh, joined and well bought a, a franchise called Link Service, okay. and Link is, is it's a part of 150 mechanical contractors around the country, okay. and we're one in, in three states here in, in North Carolina, South Carolina, and Georgia. Okay. Um, but that really is what sets us apart is that Link franchise because with that, it's just like if you went out and bought a um, well a church franchise or you went out and bought a. Uh, Chick-fil-A, you know, yeah. you get the processes and the procedures and the... Sure, I guess. Uh, so we know if it's a 20-ton unit, it's supposed to take X amount of labor hours. We also know that if you're a church of 20,000 square feet, you should be spending X amount on energy, okay. you, you know, okay. per square foot, yeah. uh, okay. based on other churches that we're maintaining and things. So that's a little neat uh, piece that I think sets us apart. Yeah, We're not just here to... You know, it, it's going to cost. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, yeah. We put serial numbers and model numbers into the equipment inventory, and it spits out a price based on yeah what we know is it cost in labor hours and yeah anyway yeah. But uh, so tell me a little about you and how did you guys get to this building three sure. months ago? And are you guys expanding? I mean, yeah. What's your yeah? I guess how'd you get into it? If you don't mind me asking. Sure. No. Um, um, it's probably a long story, but <laughs> a little bit, yeah. I am curious I, to know. Yeah, no, I, well, I guess I'll, I mean, and I can be brief with it. Okay. I'm one of those guys who, you know, my mom told me from the time I was a kid, you're going to be a pastor someday. For most of my growing <laughs> up years, I said, Mom, that I, no, I don't want anything to do with that. And, um, but, but moms, moms have that uh, awesome. intuition. Um, she was right. Um, for me, um, it was in my freshman year of college. Um, that I really kind of recognized, like, man, there. It, that's where I started to uh, take my faith very seriously. Uh, there were circumstances in my life. I went to college to get uh, to play football, be in fraternity, and get a good education so I could make a lot of money. Awesome. Um, very quickly, things uh, at the fraternity went a direction I thought, boy, this isn't something I can be a part of. It was a pretty messy situation. Um, I got another concussion, so my football career, at that particular time, they were like, concussions are... They were starting to do some more research, and they're like, and it was Division Three ball. It was like, dude, you gotta, you gotta <laughs> hang it up, man. This isn't worth it. Sure. So all of a sudden, I'm like, I'm here. I am on this campus, and I'm like, well, the two two key things that I was planning to do are now gone. Um, sure, I'll get an education, but uh, you know, I just was kind of in a place where I felt a little bit lost, and uh, and that's where the Lord really got a hold of my heart, and just I, I surrendered my life. I said, okay, I'm tired of doing things my way. I'll do things your way. Fine. Right. That was right and, after uh, college or right during college? This was right at the freshman year of college. Nice. Um, and uh, it was around that time that a handful of different people were used to kind of confirm uh, for me that you know, he had a call in my life to be in ministry. And so I started to pursue that. And um, and so that's what I went to school for. My undergrad was in uh, biblical studies. Nice. And, um, and started to pursue ministry, getting involved in church, leading youth groups, things like that. But when I was... Uh, 
uh, I'm originally from Southwest Michigan, Kalamazoo area, and um, I was back there, and uh, my wife and I, we got married, we were expecting our first child, and I'm doing youth ministry, and I'm like, like I have faith, but what I'm making right now in youth ministry is, is <laughs> not going to pay the bills. <laughs> And um, so I ended up falling into a, a corporate job uh, that was originally intended to just help pay the bills, mm -hmm. uh, but it was a good company and I started to progress with them and I was doing both. I was helping in ministry, but working and then, and, um, and eventually that particular job kind of became uh, uh, more than maybe what it was originally intended to be. And I was learning a lot and experiencing a lot and I was progressing with the company. And um, after a little while, you know, I promoted into a couple of different roles and they wanted me to move. And at the time we were still in Southwest Michigan, they wanted me to move to the, the east side of the state, north of Detroit, to take on a different position sure. there. And we said, you know what, we're gonna do it. We did it. About a year and a half later they called and they said, We want you to move again, we want you to take on this other job down in South Carolina. Wow. And so at this particular point, like we're you know, we're in church but I'm not really in ministry and we prayed and we just said, you know what, I think I think that the Lord may be I think this is what he wants us to do and that maybe there's some other plans. And so we went into it just excited and, and, and that was 2013 that we moved down here. So we moved with the company that I was with and um, got plugged into Calvary Chapel, Northeast Columbia nice. when we got here. Um, started attending, enjoyed it, um, but very quickly the pastor there, you know, we got to know each other and he's like, so you got a ministry background? I said, yeah, I'm a ordained pastor and it's been you know, about a year and a half, two years of not really being in active ministry, but here's what's been going on. He said, well, I'd really like to, you know, get you involved here. Maybe you start leading men's studies and stuff. Cool. Like, yeah, well, let's do it, you know. Um, fast forward about three years, and for me, especially as a guy who was called to ministry. Sure. Now I'm just like, you know, working 80 hours a week, and, doing, and I'm like, I'm dying a slow death. Like, I am just miserable and I'm like okay I am just I'm, I'm 80 hours at the corporate job yeah exactly yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah and I'm like this is just <laughs> not what I set out to do oh. and uh, and I said like we got to figure something out so my wife and I just started uh, we were like well, we're willing to go anywhere if we don't stay in South Carolina that's fine so I'm looking at ministry jobs literally throughout the country wow. internationally like Lord whatever you want us to do we'll do sure. it was about that time that my predecessor, the senior pastor at the time, came to me. He said, I, I get it. I know you're you're eager to get back in full-time ministry. He's, at the time, 65. He's like, well, it's time for me to step down. And um, he's like, I've been thinking for a while that you really got to take over for me. Would you be willing to take over the church? And at the time, the church was 75 people. I mean, it was a small church. And um, At another location. At another location sure. right here, yeah. We were over on Sparkleberry. Okay. Um, right now, we were in an old... Uh, not old, but uh, uh, I guess it was built in the 90s, but uh, like an office suite that we had slowly started taking over different parts and nice. expanding. And um, and so I said, well, yeah. I, so let me pray about that, but um, well, let's consider that. But I couldn't do it full time at the time because of the size of the church. And I was like, man, I don't want to go. I don't want to keep doing this. I want to be able to just be all in and... Um, Maybe a story for another day, but the Lord orchestrated some circumstances where I was able to to, to take over the church and also um, Daybreak Ministries and Downtown Columbia's Pregnancy Care Center. Yeah, and so I did that. I jumped into both of those things, and for me, it was like, hey, here's full time ministry. You know, they're they're two different things, but they work together. And Daybreak's supported by churches throughout the community, so not only am I a 
pastor, but now I'm connecting with all these other churches to lead this other oh, ministry. Wow. And it was really cool how the Lord did that. <clears throat> well, and that ministry grew, and the church continued to grow. And three years after that, I said, I can't do both of these things anymore. So I handed off Daybreak and went full-time with the church. That was the beginning of, of 2020. That's exciting. And, um, of course, here comes COVID. Oh, Because right. um, I went full-time at the church January of 2020, and then, oh. you know, COVID hits and whatever that is, March, late February, March. But that's one of the, like many churches, it was one of the biggest years we'd ever had. Um, the, the growth we saw during that time, the financial growth right. we saw during that time was just like, this doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Um, but it's happening. And um, so we outgrew our, our other facility, and it took us... Um, it took us some time to not only find this place and to work through the sale of this place, um, but the Lord did it. And um, and so actually we moved in here before we technically had closed on the property. There's a variety of circumstances that made that somewhat... Um, that what made, was it prior? Well, this has always been a church. Okay. And I, it thought, thought, I thought it looked like a church. Chilean yeah. Baptist Church, which is funny for Calvary Chapels, if you're not familiar with Calvary Chapels... They're rarely in a building that was an actual church. <laughs> They're the type of church that's in a warehouse or an gotcha. office building or whatever. So for us, it's kind of a funny thing to be in a, a building that looks like a church. Um, but uh, uh, we got in here in the spring and started working on it, and then we officially closed on the property in um, the beginning of September is when the whole deal was done. Wow. And uh, so, yeah, I mean, that's... That's so, great. So that's how I got a wife and, and three kids. Sure. And, uh, they're all teenagers now, so 13, 15, and 17. My oldest, uh, she's a senior this year, so we're getting ready to graduate her and try to figure it. out what's next. Um, in the church at this point, we, I mean, we're not we're not a huge church by any means, but we're, we've been a growing church. So from where we were in, in 2016 at 75 people, you know, we're about a church of 300 now, and and um, and we've got a we, we partner with them. It's not explicitly ours, but we do have a school here, Grace mm-hmm. Community Academy. And um, and so we've got them and, and approximately 50 students here. So you do have a school that's here Monday through Friday? Monday through Friday, they're here, yep. And, wow. And, um, and so 50 people, that's all? 50 students, students? About, yeah, wow. yep. So, um, so that's been good. It's been a great partnership. There's a, you know, there's a consistent demand for private Christian education right. throughout the area, between Ben Lippin and, and uh, others that are starting to pop up. So we're... What grade... Levels uh, currently it's K through twelve. Really? Yeah, we offer it all. That was wow. a, that was certainly a step I, of faith on the part of the school sure. to open up with K through twelve. But they had enough where it was like we got to do this. Um, but I would say the growth. It's fantastic. It is. It's really good. The growth has been large. Has, has been more in the grammar school though than the you know a lot of the younger kids. So man, that's um, incredible. Well, yeah. I appreciate you sharing all that with me. Yeah, that's really good stuff. To and, and just to tie it. Um, a lot of similarities I heard in your story. I was working 80 hours a week, yeah. 90 hours. I, I tracked it one or two weeks. It was like, this is insane. Yeah. When I had the, the solar business. Okay. Um, I, I've now been sober four years and nine months. Okay. Uh, I, I hit rock bottom. Okay. Because my granddad passed away and I was working like crazy. Yeah. It was like the, the harder I worked yeah. the, and the more successful I grew, the farther I got from my wife. Yeah. Further I got from the church, yeah. further I got from, you know, my daughter, um, and I, my granddad passed away, and I just hit like a depression downward spiral. And, yeah. Yeah. Uh, February, uh, March first, two thousand eighteen, I surrendered. 
Yeah. Went to twelve step recovery and okay. uh, rehab and and uh, you know the rest is history and then my life has changed and I surrendered to God. You know, I mean, yeah. I found AA and I found God. Yeah. Yep. I, I heard somebody say that one time. I was like, yeah, that's the same thing that happened to me. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah, like, absolutely. And it's just it. I, don't know. I I just heard a lot of similarities from the whole surrender thing, working eighty hours a week. Yeah. You know, and this yeah, is not absolutely. what I want to do. Right. This is not what I signed up for. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know? exactly. yeah. Uh, the fraternity thing in college, you know, I did all that. You know, and it's like it's, it was just supposed to be a good time, and it, right. <laughs> it just didn't stop. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, but it, yeah. it's all part of the story, you know. Yeah. Where did you go to school? Uh, I went to Clemson. Okay. I guess I was kind of wondering what the. <laughs> Went to another meeting, and he was a Clemson guy too. So. Yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, so I, my wife and I went to Clemson. I've got a daughter who's ten years old. Okay, great. Um, so anyway, I just thought I would share a little no, bit about I appreciate that. You doing um, that. What I, church do you go to? Uh, Shandon Prez. Shandon Prez, yeah. Right off of Rosewood. Yeah. Uh, excuse me, not Rosewood. Uh, Divine Street. Beautiful church there. Yeah, we got married there. Yeah. My wife's parents taught, or mom taught the preschool forever. Okay. It's kind of a family church. It's a good church. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, this is interesting about the fifty students. I'm glad you said that because uh, you know, critical. It is critical to have climate. Yeah. A good climate experience. <laughs> you know, yeah. you don't want them super hot. You don't want them super cold. You don't want right. them going home complaining. Right. You know, this is this is ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I've got a school right now I'm working with. It's a private Catholic school, and uh, they've got five classrooms without. Uh, heat, you know, I was like, it's getting 40, you know, it's getting 40, <laughs> it's yeah, getting worse. Yeah, 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 exactly. Uh, and, and their current suppliers kind of doing the same thing. They're signed up for a $12,000, which is drastically underserved for their maintenance agreement. Yeah. But they had 22 grand in major repairs and service calls. Yeah. You know, it's like, yeah. <laughs> don't you see there's a problem here? Right, exactly. <laughs> and, exactly. And, and looking at the equipment, <clears throat> taking off panels and stuff. It's just the coils haven't been touched in five years. Yeah. 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 So, it, uh, tell me about, um, if you don't mind, what happened? Like, have you had situations where students have been w without cooling because things broke? Like, have there been sanctuaries hot or, or right. organs getting overheated or anything like that? Have you had situations? <clears throat> when we first moved in, um, there's been a variety of things. Um, so in the in the sanctuary, uh, we've got two newer commercial units powering the sanctuary. Okay. So those units, I, I believe, well, I know they're American standard units. They're commercial grade. They're I don't know seven and a half ton a piece or something like that. Mm -hmm. And those were put in in 2019. So that was one of the selling points for us when we when we bought the place. Is we said, man, those are that's two big units that are new. That's exciting, yeah. And especially because at the time, this church has not been used very much over the last few years. Sure, yeah, it's a very small, it's a big line. investment that you already had. Yeah, so it was like those should be in pretty good shape, right? <clears throat> but here we are moving in, and, and the the previous the pastor who was here, he was like, "Wow, we've had nothing but problems with those since we got them put in." And I'm like, "Well, what's the deal with that?" Wow, so like, wow, they should be working great. And um, and sure enough, uh, as we moved in, there was. Like as we got going, it's like, man, this sanctuary is not cooling properly. What's the deal with hmm. this? We go outside, and the and the condenser on one of the units is all frozen up, and uh, it's like, well, what's happening with that? And um, and then one Sunday we come in, and the um, 
one of the units isn't even turning on at all. I go up there and the drain pan's full. And for probably three weeks in a row, we were having to come in and proactively suck out the drain pan just so it would run during the service. So there's split systems with air handlers in yep, the Yeah, air system. handlers yeah. up in the attic with gotcha. the, the systems out, the condensers outside. And, and, and so that particular company at the time that was doing all of the visits and had to keep coming back, keep coming back, would say, well, I think I've got it taken care of. And the next week it's doing the same thing. I'm like, what do you mean? You, you, you know you have it taken care of? Well, you know, I ended up putting a call into the service desk with American Standard or whatever, and, and they told me I was supposed to do this, so that's what I did. And um, so, you know, they charged us $900 because they said, uh, your internal drain pan's cracked. That's what's happening. So it's, it's, it's spilling over to the main drain pan and your emergency shutoffs are turning off. Well, the next week that thing's full again. We just spent $900 replacing that internal drain pan. Did you ever confirm that it was cracked? Well, I never actually saw it, but the people on the phone told me I was supposed to do that. Oh, no. You know, that type of thing, right? Really? You're like, well, okay. You can't Sorry. confirm a crack? Right. I'm like, I, well, I assume going to remove it and look at it. Well, that takes a lot to get You know how many people it takes to tie $900? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and so then they said, oh, you know, okay, I called, this, I called the company again. And I'm like, well, why don't you know how to work? You know, like I get it. I, I'm I'm all for calling and asking for help, but it it makes me feel like you're working on a unit that you literally don't even know what you're doing. Right. And he said the the ultimate solution when it was all said and done, he's like, I know this sounds crazy, but there's like this coil system, and we just gotta coat it in grease. That's how this thing works. So I just I literally sprayed the whole thing down with WD-40, and you should be good now. And I'm like, I'm not a HVAC guy, but wow. that seems like maybe not the best solution. <laughs> right. You know, we gotta we gotta spray this thing that is a brand new unit, we gotta spray it down with WD forty every now and then to make no. sure it functions. That's so right. this is where we just start to go, my confidence is right. really waning. Um so we had those types of issues with the units in there. One time a belt broke. Uh, um just you know, a whole variety of stuff. It's um, just like every four year old <clears throat> four year old system that's hardly worked, yeah, hardly been used. Brand new. Down to um, another unit at the back that seems would seem to cool, but it was the, the air handler was ridiculously loud, like to the point where you couldn't mm. talk over somebody else. We've had that repaired now. And, and what is that the sanctuary as well? No, that's just some of our classroom spaces. Okay. So basically, we've got the air handler was loud. Yeah, really gotcha. loud, and they had to replace some sort of uh, wheel in there or something. But it's very quiet now. Right, right, okay. It's very quiet now. But then they did that, and the next day it was super cold, and it it wouldn't heat. So then we had to get them back to say, "Hey, you just worked on this unit, but now the heat's not working." Wow. Um, so there have been some, some some areas where it's like this isn't. And currently, <clears throat> we've got another unit that powers kind of beyond the the door out here in the hallway. It powers all of the classrooms back through this wing. It's the, the largest condenser that's out there, but it goes up to two air handlers in the attic that are split to that. And the previous company that has that came out to service it said, this system is not, the, the condenser doesn't match the air handlers and the air handlers are set up in a way where it's almost like it's rigged. It's, it's not functioning properly. Um, and there have been some times where and even now, if I went back there 
to try and get that whole space heated up right now to a comfortable level, it wouldn't keep up. What do you call that area? Uh, the kids okay. area, children's ministry. <clears throat> so we did, and I, I mean, shoot. This is just helpful tribal knowledge. I can. Uh, and you said that the in the children's ministry area, the the condenser didn't match the air handlers. It's what you were told. Yeah, here's the. I mean, I'll show my hand on this. It's okay. It's uh, not going to affect us a bit. That's the previous company. They yep. did good work for us in our previous building, mm-hmm. but it was a different guy, mm-hmm. different management. I don't know, but they're no longer a company we can work for, work with. Um, and I, I did have them go through based off of our inspection mm-hmm. and based off of their assessment and give us recommendations on everything that needs like replaced, mm-hmm. changed. Yeah. And so, you know, we're sitting at well, 62, 425 if we went through and did it all now. And they give us a couple of different options. So these are replacing systems because they think they're not working? or they're... Yeah. So we've got a, let's, um, yeah, right now we've got this seven and a half ton gas pack mm-hmm. on one of our buildings back here. And the heat exchange is cracked open on it. Okay. It's only 2012, which I realize is like oh, 10 years or so. Yeah, it surprises me that we're in a spot where that one has gotten to where it is, but we know we need to we know we need to fix that. Um, um Yeah, so this is good. It I'm not going to be walking in here recommending replacing anything today sure, or yeah. tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> I I'm here to talk about the maintenance piece yeah. of it and yeah. uh just a little bit like if it all makes sense this is how things look yep. what we normally do is um, uh, do what we call an assessment where I would bring a technician or just come by myself with a drill and and, yeah. and, and take a look at the units and just try to get a few photos get serial numbers model numbers yeah. do you have by chance a spreadsheet that has serial numbers and model numbers on it if you don't I, I'll I make don't. it for you but okay that's fine so, sometimes places do and it's like there, oh there, there might have been one that existed it's somewhere. Okay. Yeah. The previous owners seemed to be pretty detailed about certain things, right. but it wasn't something that was handed off. I got you. Yeah. Okay. Well, don't stress over it. But sometimes I ask that. Yeah. Spirex Arco would have it. Sure, yeah. <laughs> they would have a spreadsheet yeah. that has everything. Uh, so it just makes life easy. But I would take the model numbers and the serial numbers, and that's part of the physical assessment to try to see what we've, where you are. It's kind of like a state of the union. Yeah, absolutely. Um, we then ha- kind of jumping ahead a little bit, but normally we have what we call a, a, a verification meeting where I would come back out and show you what we found. Yeah. Uh, and this is also where we verify the financial piece of it too. So I, we like to um, ask for three years of like past, and you don't have three years because you haven't been here since May or so. Yeah. But this is normally what we would uh, try to look at, like any kind of energy bills that you have for as far back as you can. Um, and that's for like an energy audit. Yeah. Uh, any kind of HVAC repairs, these are probably what's gonna be the most things, but it, major repairs, normally going back three years would be helpful. You're not here for three years, so that doesn't apply. But um, this all helps us paint, paint the picture of, like I told you, that one company or that Catholic school was 12,000 yeah. and they're paying 22,000. They didn't realize they were paying yeah. 
thirty, forty thousand dollars for maintenance. Right. <laughs> right. Exactly. Uh, so, and, and all I'm trying to do with these costs, it doesn't affect our price one bit. All I'm trying to do with these costs is just to help you paint a picture for sure the elders or the deacons or whoever yep. this has to get approved by. You know, um, but that's all part of. Is that something you have access to, or you you can pull from somebody? Mm-hmm. If, if well. How far back, at least? Just, well, as far back as you know, you yeah. could get. I mean, we can certainly, from the time that we took over the property, let's just can, start with we that. We can provide all of yeah. the, here's the repairs we've done, here's the service we've You probably can't go back got, past that. Um, beyond that, I might be able to get some of the energy bills going back further. Um, but again, like, we reopened the education building because we sort of refurbished it. They hadn't even touched it in three. Okay. So there's stuff that we're running now that... Well, maybe we don't focus on the energy piece, but it would be very helpful to know what you've got going on so yeah. far. Yeah. Um, from a contracted services, you know, whatever you've d- done, just kind of hold that. Yeah. And b- because that'll help us show what you're currently doing and what right. it'll, what if we go into a program like a full coverage program, yeah. how that would be not yeah. necessary. <laughs> sure. Uh, Absolutely. And... Let me just show you this. So this is um, this is Link Service. That's the franchise I was telling you about that we're a part of that really sets us apart. And looking at the building and the the uh, budget, uh, these are just some of the challenges and trends that we're normally seeing. You know, a lot of folks have a- aging facilities. Yep, that's us. <laughs> uh, sometimes there's. I was working with a in, in Newberry, this local theater. And they had, it was a nonprofit as well, and they had um, like a 34-year-old piece of equipment that they needed to have running to heat the place, and they didn't have the funds to spend to buy a new one. So it made sense for us to help them get five more years out of it, you know, by maintaining it, just TLC, you know, that... It sounds a lot like what you were talking about with, we don't have money to replace all this stuff. We don't have (laughs) 63,000 sitting here to go, you know, buy a bunch of stuff. Yeah. Deferred system and, and maintenance issues. So a lot of times we, we come into places where proper maintenance has been pushed off. Uh, have you had any indoor air quality issues? Maybe humidity, maybe smells, um, strange smells. <laughs> um, Black stuff coming out of supply vents or anything? Nothing too crazy. Okay. Um, you know, definitely in the sanctuary for the time that we were having the water build up there in the drain pan was soaking the filters right. so okay. you know we, we replaced those and that seems like we're good um, the education building um, has kind of a funky smell in it but that's mostly from the brand new drop ceiling we put in the fiberglass smell gotcha. um, but the system in there is older and I do wonder a little bit about like the ventilation that we have happening in that building that concerns me the ventilation in which area? The, uh, in a, it's, what do you call, call it? Our education building. Is that the same as the um, children's ministry? No, that one's different. So this this is the education? Yeah. And, and you were saying the, the ventilation in general? Yeah, I don't feel like the air circulation mm. is quite what it needs to be in there. What makes you think that? Well. Or, or what made you say that? I guess in part, now mind you, um, just a side note with that building, we just put in the new roof 
So that provides a whole new insulating factor for the roof, but the windows have yet to be replaced. So, um, so we're losing some energy there. But that aside, um, like I mentioned, we, we, we went in there because of the condition of the building, we completely ripped out the whole ceiling, the tiles and the insulation that were in there, cleaned the building out and replaced new insulation, new ceiling tiles. Well, the ceiling tiles have a funky smell to them. Um, and what, what I, and, and it continues to be there. And some people have said, like some of the teachers in there, they're like, man, I wish, I wish this smell was, wasn't here. And sometimes they attribute it to other things. And I'm like, no, that's the smell of the ceiling tiles. But what, what I found interesting was in the bathrooms where you have the lights on all day and you've got the ventilation in there, the bathrooms don't smell like that anymore. Right. When you go to the bathroom, you don't smell that ceiling tile anymore. Right. And it made me think like, well, that you got that fan running the whole day, exhausting out. Exactly. But yet I'm smelling in all these other areas. That made me think, I don't feel like we're getting enough circulation to lot move that air out. Air rotation. Yeah. Okay. So that's why. And I know that that system is aged. I mean, that system is... twinned system currently so they've got like two condensers outside that go into like one main air handler okay um, and uh, it just looks pretty aged when you go into the when you go into the furnace room it's like this doesn't seem super clean to me <laughs> and so I wonder about the quality of the air that it's pushing through there in addition to the circulation. You call that the education wing or education, education building? It's building. a separate building, yeah. Gotcha. Okay, is there anything else on here that might be, that, that we hadn't touched on? You, you're probably asked to do more with less. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, it's, it's, it's this, this, yeah. Yeah, the increase in energy operating yeah. costs. Um, this is the, uh, so ASHRAE, which is a bunch of smart engineers, okay. the heat and air conditioning yeah. world, said that you know, the building life cycle cost it, is broken down. Only about 15 to 25% is actually building the building, constructing it, tearing it down. Most of your cost is going to be trying to maintain it, owning and operating costs. And all those costs are, are broken down into about eight, eight, these eight buckets with energy and then capital being the heavy hitters, if you will. Um, we talked about the energy spend. What we normally do, and the reason why it would be neat to look at that is we, these are what we call the uh, building scorecards. Um, and all we're doing here is taking, this is a YMCA, but we're taking the square footage with the last 13 months of power bills and we put it in the system. And it, it, it's really neat, it tells us they're spending 45,000 on heating and air conditioning mm -hmm. um, based on what other fitness centers and health clubs are doing, you know, yeah. across the country. And, and then we can look and say, okay, well, if we can, by maintaining the systems correctly, based on the physical assessment, seeing the photos of how the coils look, how the, mm -hmm. how it looks, you know, what if we could save you $4,500 a year? What would you do with that? Or, or if it's 20% that we could probably save you, what would you do with an extra nine grand? And then this is pretty cool because we can see, okay, where are you uh, in relationship to your peers? You can see they're way over here in the red. Yeah. Um, and after one year of maintaining, you know, 
us doing the PM, we like to pull the energy bills again and see, okay, well, where did we come? And did we bring that up like we planned on it? Or uh, It's just a scorecard. Sure. It's just yeah. one little metrics that we like to use. And, and not everybody's in the red when we look at them. There's some that are in the yellow um, and then some that are in the green. You know, every, every place is different. This is an office space. Um, but I just find it kind of neat just yeah. to – it's kind of yeah, like absolutely. a let's just see where we you know where we stand. It's like a right. it all it won't cost you anything except the last thirteen months of power bills if you can get them. Yep. Uh, and and that's kind of interesting too because some places we go into like you said, uh, not all not every time when we start working with folks do their power bills go down because sometimes units aren't even operational right. and, and we get them operated sure. so then <laughs> energy bills go up a little bit but. Yeah. You know, it's just a reference point, but uh, and the capital avoidance piece. So, my job is to try to uh, avoid the capital outlay with you. You know, is to try to work with you to see how can we get another five years out of this, or yeah. you know, ten, um, without having to fork out a lot of money. Lost productivity. That might be you had to move students out of a classroom because it's too cold, too hot, mm-hmm. um, or you couldn't have church because it was just too hot. You know. That's lost productivity. Admin, that's your headaches. Yeah. Um, are, are there other folks on the grounds that help with this? Like, do you have a? A lot of churches have a building and grounds committee. Yeah. Do you have a? We 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 don't. Well, we've got we've got a, a couple of guys who sort of um, they're not full time here. One part time, the other volunteer who really just try and spearhead the efforts of nice. facility and building maintenance. Um, it is something from a budget perspective and a, and a personnel perspective that we said kind of the number one position we'd like to fill when the money's there is a facility manager. Nice. Um, you know, for me, really more than any other role, yeah. it, would, it would be that. I mean, we've got... So much going on. Um, you know, there's really in total four buildings, seven acres that probably total from a facility perspective about 40,000 square feet. So at this point, you know, compared to where we were with one building, 8,000 square feet, um, you know, we're in a different ballgame now as far as managing all that. You so, said four buildings with 40,000 square feet total? Yeah. Is that right? Yeah. Right around there. I, I sure. Could be off a little no, that's, bit, so. that's good. Um, so you have one guy that's part-time, one guy full-time, but they're both volunteers. Is that what you said? One guy who's part-time here. The other guy who volunteers his time here. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But they kind of help us to. Gotcha. The is, but none of them are doing anything as it relates to HVAC. It no. sounds like of it. No. Sometimes the reason why I ask is because it, you might have an old staff guy who devotes twenty percent of his time to, you know, fixing problems with things like that. And yeah. So yeah. I just like to ask. Um, a lot of times if they do have you know in-house staff then they might have a big parts and material closet because uh, belts yeah. are breaking all the right, time right. and oh this yeah this is where I keep fuses you know yeah. you gotta add that to it too and then the contracted services we've already talked about that that's the basic uh, whatever you're currently doing with contracted services and then uh, major repairs a lot of times people will think that when I come here I'm just gonna talk about this piece but sure. I, I think it's neat because we get to see you know, it, it kind of makes you think outside the box. There's other yeah. buckets that could be pulling yeah, that affect all this. Like with the administrative piece, um, that that Catholic church I was telling you about, they had 
uh, or school, excuse me, they had um, like 20 invoices of that $22,000 number. And so we just put a $100 figure on it just because if it just, you got to look at it, you got to prove it. Somebody's got to pay it. <laughs> Somebody's got to meet them out here. So all that admin time, right, right. you know, you could be doing something else with that. So, so we're just sure. trying to put dollar figures to yeah. time, you yeah, know, because it all adds up. But it does. Does that all make sense? It does, yeah. And, and this is kind of a cheesy little graphic, but my job is to try to make this <laughs> sure. reduced. Yeah, absolutely. I take whatever you're currently doing, find out what you're currently doing per square foot, and then somehow reduce it all. Uh, yeah. And then this is currently what we're seeing, and you, you've already uh, talked about a lot of this, but most of the folks that we deal with are, are currently very reactive. It's kind of a run to fail mentality, you know, yeah. um, and, and we're lo- as opposed to a flat. You know, you know how to budget for things. Sure. It's not going to go up or, or down. If a compressor goes out, you don't have this big spike, you know. Um, more of a high efficiency running. Um, and this blue area is the savings that adds up. Yeah. Um, because as that compressor goes out and as those bearings and the blower motor wheels break and all, it just breaks. It, it wears down the whole piece of equipment because they all have to kind of yeah. work over time. Yeah. Uh, so that's the little savings. Does that kind of make sense as a does, yeah. general? If you had to kind of at, you know put a finger on where you are today, I know you you, you had some maintenance, uh, but it, yeah. where would you say you think yeah, you we're might? Prob- we're probably like right here. You know, right. Uh, we're 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 making an effort to get in here because I used to, um, you know, in my in that prior life, I would oversee a substantial number of facilities. So for me, nice. the idea of preventive maintenance was ingrained in me. We've got to get our arms around all this stuff, <laughs> assess it, and stay ahead of it. Yeah. Um, because if we lose these things, that's downtime, and and uh, we're going to pay for it on the back end. I'm glad you said that. Not everybody was born with that, or you know. Right. Yeah. Uh, I, I signed up a company in Orangeburg. It's a chemical company, and, and they're out of Brazil, um, headquartered out of Brazil. And that culture, yeah, it's like moving mountains to get a PM program. You know. Yeah. Oh, we we'll just fix it when it. We just fix it whatever. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. So that's a yeah. legit. Um, that, that that's awesome. Uh, this is. I mentioned we had processes. This is the last little piece here. This is our process for um, <clears throat> working together. Sure. Um, this is normally what we call a concept meeting. It's just trying to see what your challenges and trends are currently. Um, the assessment is the next step. That's where I would bring out a technician and, and try to take a. a deep dive into what we find. Sure. Um, it, it also is the financial piece. That's where I like to get, gather the costs. Um, if you can get those together from somebody, uh, that would be ideal. And you can even email them to me. But that's that's a big part of the assessment. In the verification meeting, it's just where we get together with, is there anybody else that would need to hear, see this or hear this as far as like what, what, what we find, like maybe a financial I would think or, probably, yeah, when that time comes, we could have um, our, our treasurer there who's also an elder. And, perfect. Um, it would certainly make sense to have him present. What's his name? Uh, James Conrad. Okay. It, 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 does he normally work during the work day or does he, yeah, it, he's is he able to do so? A lot of times he's able, if we plan in advance, he can cut out of there and get over here. For a little meeting or something? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And then... The solution meeting, that's just where we put pen to paper. And that's the, it, the key thing that I didn't mention here, 
this is, I normally don't bring a, an agreement to this stage. It's where we get together and we co-author a solution. Sure, yeah. So it might be something where we say, okay, our two guys are going to do this piece, you do this piece, yeah. um, and just work together to try to find something that, that is a solution that makes sense. Okay. And then implementation, that's normally where we, um, all of our agreements start on the first of the month okay. just for billing purposes. Yeah. Uh, and the implementation piece, that's where I bring our team out here to meet you and whoever will be the contact. <clears throat> yeah. And uh, it's kind of a handoff. But this care piece is a major function of the franchise. It, it you know, that's, I reach out nine, uh, 90 days and then nine months just to make sure things are going. I've got a quick little checklist of questions to ask, yeah. you know, see how we're doing, make sure we're at or above expectations. Yeah, sure. uh, That's a critical part of it, especially about three months in, yeah. in and then nine months in. But uh, is there any questions or did I skip over anything that? No, I don't think so. Uh, if it looks like something you want to move forward with, the next little step would be again to find a date when I could come back out. Yeah. Um, and, and, and do the assessment. Does that, yeah. does that work for you? Absolutely. Uh, would you be the per main person that I would meet out here? Um, just to kind of get into the buildings? Or yeah, I mean, I can certainly be the one for that. And let me, uh, I, I always like to just, and I'll give you a copy of this. This is just a. <laughs> just to try to spell out all the dates that we pick here. I'll, I'll, I'll give you this copy so that you can have it. But if it all makes sense, you know, when, when would you like to make a, a, a change? Is it something you're looking for January 1? You know, are you looking for the middle of next year? What kind of timetable do you have on your Yeah, I mean, mind? for me, I think it would be January 1. Sure. Um, you know, I, and obviously, and I mentioned this to Christy too, I said, you know, we're, we're, we're a church, right? So um, obviously financially, we don't have um, just money laying around, um, right. but we understand, I understand um, you know, much of the principles we're putting forth in terms of, well, let's evaluate though. Yeah. You spend this here, we save it here. Um, but I know, especially based off of what we've already looked at and the fact that like our children's doing right now, that system is not functioning currently. <laughs> like we can't, I don't want to just continue to ignore it right. um, and have a space that isn't being even cooled properly. Sure. And it, um, that's helpful. I, it's just, I like to start backwards because if it's somebody doesn't want to start till yeah. May 1st, yeah. we don't need to rush. Oh my, and I got people waiting. Yeah. We don't, you know, I'm trying to help prioritize things, uh, but all right. And, and then we can work backwards, you know, so um, if we're going to start then, as far as a verification meeting, like this little step here, do you have, is there normally a board that meets? Like, how do you make decisions for things like this as a, as a church? Yeah, there's, you know, within Calvary Chapels, the senior pastor has a good bit of authority to just kind of do the things that need to be done. Sure. Um, but if we're talking about, like, hey, this is a contract that's going to be more significant in nature, um, you know, several thousand dollars throughout the course of the year, then that probably makes sense to run through the elder board. Absolutely. At this point, um, those happen the first Sunday of every other month. Okay. Um, so we're in the process right now of, like, approving our 2023 budget. Um, it's set to be approved really within the next week. Um, 
and technically the next formal meeting wouldn't be until uh, that first Sunday of February. Um, so, you know, in light of the holidays, if this is something where we go, you know what, within the next week we try and get the assessment done, but realistically we can't do the verification until um, the first, second week of January, and then we bring it before the elders in February, like that's okay too, uh, you know, um, if we need to operate off of that timeline. Well, but, so... I want you to know, Brennan, I'll run, I'll run as fast as you want to run. Sure. Okay. <laughs> uh, I want to help you get the children's wing up and, yeah. and make things happen. I just want to be realistic about, you know, what's the process look like on your end? Is yeah. this something like, how can I help you yeah. partner together with us? <laughs> you know, yeah. Um, yeah. so if it's something that we can expedite because you've got issues going on, that we can have a January 1st start date. I can run quickly and, yeah. and make it happen and, and get you numbers so you can finalize your budget for 2023. Yeah. Um, I mean, that sounds like a win, win, win sure. all, all, all around. Yeah. But uh, so let's look at the time to come out here for the assessment. You know, I'm, let me just look here for two seconds. What if I come out here first thing Thursday morning? Of this week, the 15th? Yeah, the 15th. Yeah. I've got a little window here. Mm-hmm. Why do you do that? Uh, does 8.30 work for you? Mm-hmm. So it says 12, 15, and we'll say 8.30. And I'll just plan to meet you here. All right. And then uh, as far as coming back with the numbers, we can look at... Do you think we could do like the twenty late late in the day, in the day on the twentieth or the twenty first? I think I could have everything pulled together. I would say the twentieth would be better. Okay. Let's see here. Got something at noon, but I could do. Would morning or afternoon be better for you? It'll take about an hour. Afternoon. Okay. What if we said, um, what if we said like 3.30? Mm-hmm. You do that. 3.30 on the 20th. Do you do calendar invites? Do. Oh, on Outlook, okay. I wasn't sure if you got the ones I sent. Yeah. Okay, cool. And you said that would probably need to be um, James. <coughs> James Conrad. As well? Okay. Yeah. And I can... Uh... Is there anybody else that we can invite? It, 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 it's better to get all the questions out then. You know, is there anybody yeah. on Building and Grounds that would want to see these photos? And Yeah, I think I could probably see if, if uh, uh, our guys who... 
help with that could be present. I mean, if they don't need to be, that's fine too. But I, I just want to. Yeah. Now's the time to get all your people that are going to, you know, maybe be block, blockers. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> and now's the time to try to get them to see all this and hear it from the guy that took the photos, yeah, <laughs> that yeah, kind of thing. Absolutely. But. Um, yeah, I can handle trying to get those guys present for that. And, and and normally what that looks like is I've got I got a little um, projector and a little slide um, th- screen, if you will. Uh, so if you have like a conference room table or something that sure. we could all sit around, yep. that's normally how it works. And yeah. um, it's just a chance to look at the numbers, you know, what you provide, and then how that compares to what we're going to make recommendations towards. I don't know what that is yet. Yep. Um, and then if you get the energy bills, we'll show the scorecard. Sure. Um, I know it's a quick turnaround, but yeah. whatever you can get, we'll have by then. Um, and then, uh, yeah, so that's, that's that. So this is, this is good. I think we can at least take the next step and got here for the assessment, the 15th. Um, I'll give you this copy. Does um, does does David Owens need to be involved at all? Or, I mean, he could certainly be here, but that it's probably an area where okay, yeah, it's not essential. I mean, he's an elder, so he's he's a voting elder, gotcha. so he has say on all of this. Sure. Um, I just asked. Yeah. <laughs> I know he was a, our connection point. Let's see, I'll leave this with you. And I'll leave that with you too, just as like a, a reference point. Yeah, and, and, and don't really worry about these. You and I will work on those together. It's not yes. something you can find you know, in a file somewhere. Yeah. Uh, it, it's, it's mainly those three. And the energy bills is always fun to just try to see where you're sure, at. Sure, yeah. I think it's fun, but I'm kind of weird like that, I guess. No, I, I agree. <laughs> I agree. you have any questions for me? Uh, not at this point, no. It sure has been a pleasure meeting you. Yeah, and, hey, likewise. Uh, looking forward to seeing how we can work together. And yeah. Seeing if it makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. Awesome. Thank you. Yeah. Yes, sir. Now, do you uh, do you still attend like a celebrate recovery somewhere group? Oh uh, yeah, I, I've got a really strong men's group that uh, that Zoom has been. A Let me. Yeah, sure. Introduce you real quick. I feel like you, you want me to. Be. Jimmy. Hey there, Matt. Matt. Matt Warren. Jimmy. Right. Good to see you. Nice to meet you. We were. Uh, is Jimmy, is that right? Yes. We were in the course of getting to know one another. You mentioned uh, he's been sober for. How long? Four years, nine months. Congratulations. Twelve days, but who's counting? Hey. <laughs> <laughs> Give or take, a couple hours. That's right. Yeah. That's good, yeah. So Jimmy's That's a awesome. uh, um, uh, associate pastor here, but also uh, oversees all of our, we've got quite a bit of a recovery ministry really? that happens here at Calvary. So. I didn't realize that. Yeah. Yeah. So Fantastic. Uh, what, involved in a fellowship or? Uh, so I go to the, a men's AA group uh, and, uh, over in Columbia that meets every Tuesday night okay. at okay. 7, and uh, it's a real strong men's group, but um, I do some Zoom meetings. Uh, okay. 
But I'm pretty six o'clock is it's an option to jump on there if I want to. But that's awesome. Yeah, I have to come check it out over here though. It's not yeah. too far well, away. Um, yeah. yeah, I'd love to. You, you come know, check I, it out. I'll, uh, Give you a couple of those. My but, sponsor is actually real big in Celebrate Recovery. He did, oh, really? He goes to the, I think there's a meeting off Rosewood, one of those churches by the Publix. You know, that group, I don't think that group's meeting, but they kind of merged with the group that actually meets over here gotcha. on Clemson Road. Okay. Um, and there's a big group out of Lexington. Nice. Um, that group meets on Tuesday night. We just launched in September Recovery Church. So we meet on Monday nights, uh, 6.30. Okay. It's kind of a kind of a bridge between 12-step and, and the church. That's right. Um, to give folks 